going on everybody my name is jd bailey we're here at the paint your future podcast where your dreams paint your future today we have a special guest we got joshua manzano yeah, thank you man how you doing today i'm good good thanks for having me perfect so i mean it's a special time when you come in you set aside you know a meeting because this man he does a lot he does annuities life insurance retirement planning i mean go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit yeah i mean like you said uh we're here at my office in glendale um I've, I've been here for about four years. Before that, uh, Burbank uh, was when I first opened the, mm -hmm. the insurance. Uh, but How long ago was that? Um, I would say about coming up on five years. Five okay. years since I've been in the industry, but as an agency owner, uh, probably about three years. Okay. Yeah, three years. So I started off as an agent, just like everyone else here. Mm -hmm. um, learned the trade, got really good at it, and then figured out I can duplicate myself and teach that to other people um, and fulfill their lives mm. uh, for it, so yeah. And then the industry, I mean, it's a blanket term, right? Insurance, mm -hmm. but then there's a lot of different aspects. So before we even get into like what you do and how you do it, why insurance? You know, why yeah. is that your campus? <laughs> insurance is, is uh, definitely boring. I'm, I'm the first <laughs> to admit it. <laughs> right. it's, not, uh, it's not something that's exciting to come to every day, but what one thing in common that we all have um, in this office is uh, we like to help people. Like, you know, I went to school, uh, not from finances, not from accounting, um, mm -hmm. but I like to help people. Um, so I think everything, everyone has that one thing in common. And, mm -hmm. you know, you found, I found insurance to be helpful to others, protect their assets, protect their, their income, protect their lives. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm helping people out. And, and you get to experience that. I mean, as, as short as the, your first year when you have to file your first death claim, that you can choose to deliver that to your clients or mail it to them and it's it's you know it's seen what you've helped the, the other families and it you know you can't bring back their life but you can definitely help out their finances because if we see that all the time where people yeah. can't bear their family members uh, you know it's it's uh it's hard yeah and then what got you started with insurance like what'd you do before have you yeah uh well i went to college uh, i went uh, I majored in kinesiology, uh, which is you know, exercise science. I wanted to be a strength coach, mm -hmm. strength and conditioning coach for like professional athletes or D1. Okay. Um, but before that, why I went to, to school is I played baseball collegially. Um, it's overall graduated. athlete. Overall athlete, <laughs> I guess. Um, but which helped, I, those characteristics helped um, get me to where I'm at now. Uh, but yeah, kinesiology, uh, I wanted to be a strength coach. Uh, had a had a grown-up conversation with my mentor at the time uh, which I was shadowing for free mm -hmm. uh, doing internship strength coach and for two years I did that for free because that's what I wanted to do I understood the sacrifice to do that because that's putting on your resume that oh this person did this this and that mm. um, and they have experience because in you know like you need some experience in that in that space uh, actually a lot and a lot of certifications masters but, so I had a grown-up conversation with my strength coach um, mm -hmm. at the time, and he was he was a strength coach of a Division One, uh, and I was like, you know, we're talking finances, right? Because you want to make sure that <laughs> it's going to meet your financial um, goals, doing everything. Because I was getting the degree, getting the degrees. Like I already had the degree, but it was at that point, should I get my master's? Should I get all these certs, certifications, um, to like pursue my dream? And having that conversation, I figured out that night 
that it wasn't going to meet, meet meet my uh my financial goals because he told me how much he made how what he went through the schooling mm. and my the school i went to is private school so it's thirty thousand a year to go there right and you know when you're only making a little bit more than that with all those certs that's not going to reach that and especially you know living in los angeles and nowadays with right. inflation like you need to make you know some money so that was like the immediate time you realized that's not yeah that was and, and and yeah it was immediate time and and i had to figure out okay well, should i start looking somewhere else Mm. Uh, which I did and um, you know I still have a passion for that but what's 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 crazy is a trans it's transferred over here mm. to take an individual like yourself or any agent that that I bring aboard is they don't know anything about the industry okay same thing like I did but now I have some experience to get to their goal their mm. income goal so I'm like okay I break break it all down and this is what you want to Accomplish. This is what the activities you need to do. Mm -hmm. um, same thing. That's the same. If 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 you go back, what strength and conditioning is, is you take a normal athlete and try to maximize their potential to the fullest, mm -hmm. right? And that's my that was my job to do in the weight room, in the condition, you know, in the field. Right. Same thing. You come here to transfer. So I think that has a lot to do with you know where it got me today. Okay. And then I know, you know, nobody grows up saying, hey, I want to be an insurance agent when I when I grow up. No, so no, definitely not. from realizing that, you know, kinesiology, athletics, that may not be the, the place for you. What was that transition? Like, what was that canvas connection that got you here to be an insurance broker? Yeah. So, agent? I mean, uh, so how I'm wired is I don't really have uh, a plan B. Like if I have my plan, that's all or nothing and I'm going to execute it. I'm gonna do everything I can, sacrifice whatever I, I can to to accomplish it, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that's the trouble what most people have is if Plan A fails, they have a Plan B and C. Right. And when you have a Plan B and C, what happens? You don't you don't put maximum effort into A, right? Because you already have a fail-safe plan. Mm -hmm. And uh, what got me into like the insurance is just pure. I think it was just knowing people, networking. Like networking, I got into insurance from one of my best friends uh, introducing me to um, a, you know a guy in, in insurance, and then we just connected. You know, and we, it wasn't about business at first. It mm -hmm. was just connected, and and became uh, good friends with that individual. And then um, you know he drove nice cars, wore nice suits. <laughs> and at that time, I was in baseball, right? So, right. Um, you know, we, we had a connection. We'd go out, you know, mingle. And every single time, he's like, hey, what are you going to do afterwards? Well, I had a plan A, no other plan. It was a pro professional baseball player. Nothing else. Like, that's all my hard, my heart went into because mm -hmm. that was my passion. I wanted to make it. And I knew there was a slim chance, 0 0.001 chance that I was going to make it, but I still put it all in there. Mm. Um, and afterwards, I kept in touch with them after, you know, um, I graduated, uh, was in internship. I had that grown up conversation. Guess right. what? Persistency. He was, hey, you'd be good at what I do. Well, I didn't know what he did. I just knew he drove a nice car, you know, <laughs> drove, wore a suit. Right. Um, it was, I was a like, away. Yeah, it was, a, it was a little flat. I was like, well, I mean, you're, if you're doing that, if you're, it's either one, one or two ways. Like, you don't, you never know. Like, it could be fake. Or can be actually, you know, they they're doing it, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let me check this out. Okay, went in for an interview, and I was like, you know, I had a bad kind of bad taste in my mouth for insurance, just just from like, 
you know, fa past experience, uh, you know, with, you know, multi-level marketing companies and mm. all that. Oorah. I'm not, I'm not all about that. Yeah. You know, so I had the same thing. I feel like uh, we talked about it a little bit. When I was in college, I would go to these networking events and it's always about networking, professionalism, mm -hmm. and then boom, it's an insurance recruitment meeting. Yeah, yeah. And probably three or four recruitment meetings later, I'm just like, no, I don't think yeah. I'll ever do insurance. And, you know, and, and to those type of meetings, it's like you're talking about, you know, the guy who's doing it. But what about you? Mm. That's my question I had all the time, and they're not. They weren't doing it. They weren't, you know, um, having the success that they were talking about. So uh, Dave actually did. And so I went in, and I was like, okay, what are you doing? This, this, and that. And it was a lot different than the, the insurance uh, perception that I thought. You know, mm. I just thought that was all insurance companies, and it's not. Um, you know, we get clients that are interested in our products, and they fill out a card. We s we s send it into us. All we had to do is call mm -hmm. uh, for it. And my competitiveness and thought process was okay. When I went into the interview, it was me interviewing him. Like, what is, what is this? Like, it wasn't like what do I have? Uh, you know, what skills or experiences do I have with right. the industry? Because I didn't have any. I didn't even have my license at that time. Mm. You were um, starting from scratch. Started from scratch and. Yeah. Went to his office, saw, you know, the, it was a working office and there was agents there. And uh, my competitiveness was like, okay, this sounds, this sounds legit. Um, a little different, a lot different than what I'm used to hearing about insurance. Mm -hmm. My next question was, who's the guy in here making the most? And uh, he pointed to this guy named Andrew. How much was he making? He was making 30,000, uh, 30,000 a month. Oh, wow. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, not bad, not I was 30,000 30, a month. I was like a year. Like, cause when he first said that a year or he's like, no, a month last month he made 30,000. Right. And I'm coming from, you know, free internship. Right. And at that time I was working at a hardware store mm -hmm. making 35,000 a year. So when I heard that, I'm like, okay, here we go. Uh, so what is he doing? My next question, what is he doing differently than all the other people in here? And he's like, he's just outworking them. And I'm used to hearing those words, you know, being yeah. an athlete, outwork the, the person next to you. And I was like, so you're telling me that uh, if I outwork Andrew yeah. and he's following a system that's, you know, duplicatable, that I'm going to make more than 30000 a month? He's like, yeah. I was like, what do I do? What was a test or something? And I'm coming from college, right? <laughs> Where do you sign me up? Yeah. Where do you sign me up? Do I have to sign something? Um, and he was like, yeah, this is a, you know, you got to take the state test and all this. Yeah. Um, so I, I knocked that out and then, uh, you know, the rest is history. Like, I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot of challenges that, that go into it uh, in the beginning, but you know, I saw that it was possible, you know, and, and it's not like it's impossible for an individual to do that yeah. in their first year. And I think something interesting that you mentioned is that, you know, those skills translated from being an athlete, from working your way up to want to go to major. Now you're in an insurance game, but your top office now, it's about to be four years in a row. Yeah. You've only been in the game for what, six years? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, there's gotta be some type of art form. There's something special that you do yeah. that separates you from everybody else. So what would you say the art within you know, this industry is for you? How have you been able to see those results? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, there, we, we talk about like our core values and what I've learned from my past experience with like sports and athletics and being a part of a team. like. Mm -hmm. That I think, uh, because you can't win championships by yourself. I already knew that. So I need, I know, I knew I needed to influence and lead something and, right. and build my own team. 
and find the right people that are willing to buy into the process. Like you hear that all the time in sports, buy into the process. What that means is you're, 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 you're just trusting the process along the way and your contributions is added to the team. Like, it, mm. and, and everyone's contribution counts when you're trying to win the championship. So a, a lot of things translated is discipline, consistency, accountability, everything that has to do with that is in here in this office. And if you don't have that experience, you are never ha been part of a team, guess mm -hmm. what? You're gonna learn that here. And so if I can translate that to an individual, it's way more than just, hey, here, learn this presentation. Right. This is how you close a person. This is a sales. No, there's all, every aspect of, uh, you know, we have one of our core values is growth mentality, mm. right? If you don't have the discipline, you're gonna learn it here. If you don't have accountability to yourself, you're gonna learn it here, right? If you're, if, if you're not usually a, a part of a team, we call them, you know, we used to call them I guys, they just care about <laughs> themselves. Well, you know, you're probably not gonna, you're probably not gonna last long in here, or you just work remote, which is fine mm -hmm. as well. But if you, most people wanna be a part of something right and we have a office culture that just capitalizes on all of those things that i just mentioned is like if you if your culture is strong culture eats strategy for breakfast you ever heard that i've heard of it but explain yeah, it a little bit it, more so if you have the strongest culture doesn't matter if you have the bet the other team has the best strategy um in mind the culture just is so strong that everyone is working together because mm -hmm. if you have a strategy you can have a bunch of i guys because mm -hmm. I've been a part of that team uh, team before in baseball. Like, we had the best individual players in the league, mm. but we could not play together because there's no culture. There was no co cohesiveness. Like, yeah. in that, and and it was sad to see now. Like looking back, I knew it was going on, and I was just like, man, we can't communicate even on the field. Like, right. it was it was all bad. So, and to build a culture, because I mean that's like the main goal, right? What are some steps or what are some things for, you know, other leaders, people out there, whether you're in insurance, finance, whatever it is, how would you say the best strategies of building that culture is in the office? Well, I think it, well, we'll start from the, I like to start from the basics is the expectations, you mm -hmm. know, like we are here being a part of the number one office four years in a row, right. like you mentioned, the expectations when you get here is we're not mediocre, mm -hmm. you know, like it's okay if you want to be, but <laughs> You're probably going to get pushed, uh, pushed beyond out. your limits or pushed out yeah. um, because like the expect I shouldn't have more expectations for you and your success than you should have on your own. Hmm. Why? Like I, I used to think that like I should be the, the flame or the fire ignited in that individual to motivate them every day because motivation is temporary. Right. Right. You have to find what, what fuels you. Like, because we, we talk about it, insurance is, is not that, you know, what is it, uh, exciting, mm -hmm. you know, but you, if you make it out of it, if it's gonna handle um, and take care of your reasons why you're doing this, you know, make a bunch of capital to fund your passion mm. um, of things. And I see it all the time with agents, you know, that, that have produced here. So expectation is a major part. And then outside of the expectation, what would you say, accountability or? Accountability, yeah. Definitely. But how do you hold people accountable for their own goals? So it's, yeah. Because I think how that's... Do you, how do you hold it for their own goals? Well, first yeah. you got to find out what their goal is, mm -hmm. okay, and the significance of that goal. So let's say it's income. Mm -hmm. We're talking about income. If the goal, if the, if you know the goal, 
then you, you're, my next question is, what is the significance of that? Mm-hmm. Because the moment it gets challenging, which it will, um, that's when the real significance comes in is, okay, it really wasn't that important. Right. Or you're going to say, hey, get back up, dust yourself off, get back up, and continue going forward. And those people are the ones that thrive here. You know, mm-hmm. and they're not, if you're not used to that, of course you have a support system here, but we can't do it for you, right? right? So you build and you grow yourself. If you've never done that, that's okay because you're gonna eventually learn and push yourself. If you don't, those are the people that quit. And that's why, you know, if you ever you know, look up the insurance industry, right? You, they, there's a lot of things going around say 8%. The 8% represents, the, that 8% is the ones that survive here. 92% mm. fail at insurance. I was reading that, I was like, man, that's crazy. Like there's people that they build a whole brand off of the 8%, you yeah. know, and it's, that's a big percentage. That's a that's big a percentage big. to, <laughs> I mean, and, and that doesn't scare me because right. w- look at what I just said. I was, I had a plan to be a professional athlete and I knew I had a 0.001%. Right. 8% to me is like, <laughs> I can be a part of the 8%, more than 10 right? X. It's you more than 10 X, right? Yeah. So um, you can't be afraid to fail. Like yeah. that's another thing is, if you're not afraid to fail, or you know, or you've gotten comfortable with that, yeah, that's why you know I would I would, not to be biased or anything because I played baseball, but baseball players are used to failing seventy percent of the time. Mm. You go up to the plate and you're trying to get a hit. You're you know already going into the plate that you're going to fail or strike out or ground out or fly out yeah, or be out a majority of the time. majority of the time. So if but if you do. You know, if you get three to seven hit or three to ten hits, mm-hmm. you know you're in the hall. Those guys are in the hall of fame for doing that in the major leagues. So, yeah. being being comfortable and that and th- those are all learned skills. No one's born yeah. with that. And when you come here, I think it's it, we it's it's in the environment. We talk about it all yeah. the time. You know, when we talk about no sales because you can't sell everyone. You know, if you if they don't feel that the insurance or protection is important. Mm-hmm. then they're not your clients, you know? Yeah. And the, and as long as you did your job and you asked all the questions um, that you felt was necessary, hey, they're not your clients, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we, we gotta accept that. Um, it was it was in this office, I can't remember if it was like you, Lola, or Chad, but um, there was some type of like, there's a practice where it's basically like every question should get you closer or farther to the next step. Mm-hmm. Whether it's selling the client, whether it's having an agent quit, whether it's having like you pass or fail your exam. It's like every question was either pushing you towards the goal or pulling you away. And I mean, you know, going back to culture, how do you how do you do that with, you know, let's say eight, 10, 12 agents here? Do you think it's more successful to, you know, pull them to success with incentives? Or have you seen more success with, you know, punishment or basically, you know, having some type of negative aspect if you don't yeah. hit your goals? Negative action, um, I, I think is a trial and error in, mm-hmm. in, my, in my younger years of management, which doesn't, it, it, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So um, negative action doesn't, um, I, I, don't, I don't believe in that anymore. Uh, but incentivizing does work. Like, mm-hmm. well, I think our office, is, that's probably another reason why our office is, is number one in the company is we incentivize almost weekly, monthly. We have right. wagers, uh, you know, <laughs> so um, those you are always some, cool. You, you win some, you lose some, right, you know, right. like you won some, you lost some, mm-hmm. uh, but they're, they're fun, they're cool, and it makes you 
uh, work harder towards something else. You know, you want to win free money or a free trip. Meanwhile, helping as many people as you can. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, once you do that, you're still making money. Right. So when you bring that environment, where else can you do that in a corporate job or a nine to five job? They don't do that. No. The, the, the employees, employers that do do that, you know, because I've met some that have a 95 uh, employee uh, force that they do do that. And I've never like heard a, of that. Like a triple A or like. Uh, no, no, not even in the insurance divisions. space, like uh, plumbing. Oh. Oh, okay. You know, just have networking in, in uh, you know, and a colleague of mine in a plumbing business. I, I asked him, like, how do you incentivize their, you, your guys or girls to work more or harder or take, e- take extra hours when you need them to? Because that, if you work nine to five, you, you can bust your ass. Yeah. For nine to, you know, from nine to five and still get paid the same mm-hmm. versus, or oh, let's say you don't bust your ass and you're just lazy that day. You still get paid the same right. here. It's completely different. You bust your ass. You're going to make 30, 40,000 a month <laughs> or you're lazy. You don't make nothing. Right. Right. Uh, well, we say nothing, but it's like nothing. <laughs> um, so I asked him, well, how, how do you incentivize your, your guys or girls? Well, they go through professional goals personal goals and financial goals those three three things in if meetings or is that like in every one-on-one day? meetings or group settings okay it, because what does that do uh, like especially a nine-to-five employer mm. they don't really care right but when you have a difference like that that's why we we do that weekly mm-hmm. it's on the board you turn those cameras around all of our numbers are there we talk about your personal goals what do you want to accomplish we just did that yesterday right yeah. again uh, your financial goals, your professional goals. What do you want to do in th- one year, three year, five years? And if you, has your, well, let me ask you, has, have you been employed by an employer that has done that in the past? No. What does that tell you about this employer? I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even your boss, but yeah. you don't have an employer. You're, you're, so, you're, you're, you're uh, self-employed, right? Yeah. But what does that tell you about the company or the environment or the culture? Now, I think the culture, it makes it stand out. And um, it says, like, I'm going, I'm going to an office or work as who someone actually cares what I want to accomplish. So they know we're on the same page. If I know that you're only going to be here for a year and this is your goal to hit, mm-hmm. well, we're going to do that together. I'm going to help you there. You just got to put in all the work and activity. I can't do it for you, right? Yeah. But at, le- at least we know we're on the same page because in 12 months, you're going to be doing something else or, you know, whatever that case is. Right. Um, but if you're aligned, that's what it's called aligned with your company or you with your environment. Mm-hmm. That's why people thrive when you're not aligned, when you're not, you know, showing up or communicating, you're not aligned. No one knows what you're doing. Right. Not even yourself. You're not even a part of the team anymore because that's another thing is when you don't contribute, you will feel it here. And I'm not the one that's going to tell you. Right. right. Your your teammates are going to be like, hey, where you at? What's, what's going on? Like what happened last month? You know, like <laughs> yeah. um, that type of uh, environment was built. You know, when you leave early, what do we say? Part time. Part timer. Uh, yeah. Part time. OK. <laughs> Every day. Good. We'll see you tomorrow. 8 p.m. Part timer. <laughs> 8 p.m. Yeah. If you're the if you're the last one here, that last person will be like part timer. <laughs> right. Right. It's funny. Um, but yeah, you, you know, that's the uh, thing about insurance is you put in the effort, you're going to get paid the, uh, the effort that you put into. If you put in no effort, you're not going to get paid. 
I think one thing I found about this, like this path here, because now it's been what, like a year, over a year. Mm -hmm. It's always for me. It's um, it's finding the structure, because we don't really have hours that we need to do anything. So as far as finding the structure, I mean, you've done it. You've seen agents do it. What does that look like a day to day? Somebody that is successful here in this industry. Yeah. What would they be doing? Um, instant gratification. Uh, people come in this industry for um, instant gratification, freedom, everything you hear about, right? Mm -hmm. And if you want it, if you want to be hired, and then experience that in the first three months, you're gonna fail. You know, you don't, you don't, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. You have to earn that freedom, uh, financial freedom, mm -hmm. and um, when you have a good structure, which we do, presentation. Um, we don't have an hour, like an hourly, you gotta be here, here. Right. This is, if you wanna sit down and say, hey, the amount of hours that you think is probably a lot lower, your expectations. So when we sit down and say, okay, you wanna accomplish, let's say 10,000 uh, a month of mm -hmm. income. This is what the activity is going to spit out. This is what you have to do on a daily basis. Now, if you can do that in two hours, mm -hmm. that's on you. If it takes you two days, that's same, you know, same activity, that's on you. Mm -hmm. But if it says you have to do a certain uh, amount of activity in that week or month, and you do 50% of that, well, right. expect 50% of your income. An activity, what would be an example of activity? Yeah, for your set appointments. So okay. an activity is setting appointments. The clients that fill out a card that uh, inquire about, say, life insurance or protecting your assets, um, they fill in a card, send it in. Mm -hmm. We call them, we set an appointment to present to them, show them a proposal, right? right? Um, if it's 10,000, of course, let's say those numbers are X amount. If it's tw you wanna make 20,000, just double that. Right. And when you become, let's say, uh, an, 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 an experienced agent or an advanced agent, seasoned agent, mm -hmm. those numbers, it's easier to hit that. But in the beginning, it's, those expectations have to be, okay, it's gonna be challenging. You're gonna have to do double the amount because you're not as seasoned as you know the other agents that have been here for 12 months or mm -hmm. 24 months. So what you think make what you think um, it takes to make you know, 10,000, it's always double the expectations. Mm -hmm. So that's you has to be clear on what it what it actually takes to make that. You know because that's that's the that's the the whole issue is. People come here for the, because uh, it's, it's lucrative, right. the freedom, but the expectations and what it work, what, what it takes to, to actually make that is very low. I don't know why, I don't know why, because maybe we, we do have a good job of our environment. When they come in here, they're like, oh, everyone's, everyone's doing it. Mm -hmm. um, everyone's hitting the goals, um, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's fulfilling to me when I see that, but uh, that's why I gotta set expectations and some people, you know, their expectations is, is, is fine when it's always low. And that's where I come in to hold them accountable. No, that's low. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you, you have to be very, very special to actually hit those if, you're gonna, if, you're, if your goals are that low. Mm. So always maximize, because sales is all about numbers. I don't care what sales that, you know, you're, you're in, it's all about numbers. The, right. more, the person, with the higher or the most opportunity chances mm -hmm. is always gonna have the most production. 
And for people that are watching that may think, you know what, I never thought about insurance, but obviously we have an example of somebody, you know, you're successful in this. What would somebody expect in like their first year if they were to change industries? Hey, you know, I need to, I need a job. My job's not fulfilling with my needs or my financial yeah. goals. Yeah, what so would they expect when I when, uh, when when I introduce myself, you ask me that. Uh, depends yeah. on the audience. Like, okay, this audience, I'm gonna say, you know, I'm a producer. Uh, okay, what do you produce? Like when, especially living in Los Angeles, we have a nice view right here, uh, Glendale. Mm -hmm. When they hear producer, you automatically think of music, right? Right. Music. Oh no, I'm film. Not, film. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not in that. I produce hundred thousand dollar agents in their first year by right. following our 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 system that works. So that's what you can expect. That's not a lie. Right. I did that. You did that. Like everyone that actually buys in and yeah. and buys into the process that we were talking about, discipline, accountability, team culture, they've done that. Mm -hmm. so or that's more. A standard. That's, that's a standard. standard or more. Yeah. Now, if you're part time, of course, you know it's going to be lower. Yeah. Uh, but if you buy in and you're take you're you're putting the same amount of effort that you did at your previous job because your previous job is probably forty hours. Right now, if you're in a in a in a self employed environment, it's probably fifty to sixty, which I love because it's like yeah. if you put those same hours here, you ain't going to be a part timer. Right, and your numbers are going to be more than a hundred thousand. So, so I have it. We have examples. Um, of agents that have been here for 13 months have already at 200,000. Yeah. Right. So that's just the threshold of okay. If you follow the system and you actually buy in and you're coachable, that's mm -hmm. another thing that we didn't mention. You're coachable, then hey, we're going to guide you there. You know, and that's all I need is a buy-in because I'm going to match your effort. I'm not going to do it for you. Right. I have all the tools necessary that I've learned. Um, you know, from my experience. That I'm gonna give to you, but if there's no effort. I'm not. I can't do it for you. Yeah. You know. So I, if you give me 110 percent, I'm gonna give it back. If you give me 50 percent, guess what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it back. Or hey, get on my calendar because if it's not important to you, why should it be important to me? Right. You know. So I mean, after all of this, a hundred thousand in their first year, potentially two hundred thousand. Work your own hours. I mean, full transparency, you know, what would you say is the reason that only 8% make it? It sounds like a good deal. Because it's hard, What's man. What's the challenges? It's hard. Yeah. It, it, it's hard. Um, and there's nothing. If you want to make 100000 right, in mm -hmm. any industry, people have to understand it's going to be stressful. But there's good type of stress. Mm. When you think of stress, what do you think about? Gray hairs, Gray no hair, sleep, no red sleep, eyes. Right. And, yeah. and I'm thinking about wisdom. <laughs> with gray hair, right? I'm thinking about right. long hours. Oh, a lot, of, a lot of clients, right, you know. Right. So the changing the me mentality of that, and uh, you know, back to the stress. Like you're gonna deal with stress making over a hundred thousand anywhere you go. Yeah. Let's say you know it's a corporate job or it's another sales job. You have you know what to do, and you have time limits. You have you know um, clients you need to take care of. Clients calling you back. Clients yeah. canceling. Like, if you don't embrace it and say, you know, this is going to happen. Now, if you don't want any stress, go sell ice cream. Go work an hour job and, and you can just show up, get paid, and mm. show out. And you're still making the same amount. But you're capped. Mm. You know? And um, you, I would just say embrace embrace the stress. Embrace, um, you know, the, the challenges. Because if, if you're not growing, you know, if it's not challenging you, you're not going to grow. Mm-hmm anywhere uh, for so that's why I, that's why I, I think it gets my blood boiling because 
every client is different. Every proposal is different. Mm -hmm. Nothing's the same. Different objections. Um, people fail because they're not used to that. And they want an easy life. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, people want easy everything given to them, right? Right. And I'm a firm believer if you earn everything, you know, like you and and you know like hard work is rewarded and sometimes you get lucky hmm. but you can't get lucky not being a hard worker so would you say there is a secret with this insurance industry to to be successful like yourself or yeah you need you need a, a good system mm -hmm. structure um and you need you need uh, people to get in front of hmm. that's what that's what's different between us yeah that's activity. what's different between us because we don't, I, I never, I never said once, hey, write down uh, all your closest uh, friends and family. <laughs> Those are the first people you're going to sell, right? You didn't have right. to do that. No. We, ha we have our own marketing that people actually want our services, you know, and, and uh, that's the greatest thing. If you don't have that, that's the secret sauce uh, mm. for it. And along the with system. the, along the system and the process and you buy into that, it, it, I mean, you trust the process. Right. That's it. So so right now, kind of transitioning into like what you do. You do insurance. You're an agency owner. You create, you produce $100,000 agents. Tell me a little bit more about the retirement side. Yeah. Cause so that's more of an advanced sale, but it, you're still using the insurance uh, companies at its investments uh, okay. to protect your assets. So let's say um, usually I deal with people that are, you know, 40 to retirement age, even after retirement age. Is there a limit for those type of products or? Yeah. Like an age limit? Well, no, age, age limit? No, 18 yeah. to 90. 18 okay. to 90. So a wide range of 18 years old to 90 years old, we can help protect assets. Um, using S&P 500, um, so you're able to p participate in the market mm -hmm. with no downside risk because it's part of an index. Um, so people love that when, especially when you get to that retirement age or if you're like myself, I don't like losing money, right? You know, like at all. <laughs> so um, you, it, it's 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 good for everyone, but especially at that um, older age or retirement age, right? People like to hear that guarantee. This is guaranteed. Social Security is guaranteed. Their pensions guaranteed to receive every month on a certain day, right? Mm -hmm. So we're able to structure that to have a retirement supplement from other you know retirement accounts that they've had in the past. Okay. To structure, okay, supplement um, their income and pay them a certain amount guaranteed for the rest of your life uh, for it. So, mm -hmm. and there's no downside. There's no way that they can lose money. No at way all. they can lose equity. Comp no, no, there's no way you can lose. Um, it's part of the S and P 500 index. So, mm -hmm. um, that's what's great about it. And then you being uh, the person to help them with that process, I mean, I'm sure you're rewarded properly, right? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. A definitely war. I mean, you <laughs> it was definitely uh, um, lucrative, like we said, right. um, for the insurance industry. Because um, a bunch of agents, especially here, too, we're all like on that border of like, okay, should we step up to advanced sales? Yeah. Are we going to take that extra training? I will say you are paid your worth because it's an advanced sale. It's more complex than a traditional life insurance policy. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other moving parts, but once you get that down and you have a good mentor and trainer, it's it's a piece of cake uh, for yeah. it. And it's a different level than the, the life insurance policies, right? But it's not impossible to learn. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're at the same level as the, the money managers 
um, of the world. You know, rolling million dollars a month. Mm. Um, you know, they're they're barely doing that. You know, some guys are doing a lot more than that. But don't get me <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but in the industry, that's right. that's not a huge deal. Like when I go out to uh, other conferences, um, you know, like uh, American Equity, they don't even do insurance. They don't they see the only va- do they the only do the roll uh, annuity rollovers, wow. or they'll have you know uh, money under management. They don't. They just bypass the insurance, and there's so much money in insurance that they're missing. Right. Whether that's you know helping that individual with protection of their 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 family or their their income, mm-hmm. but if they have assets, you can do that too, and it's a free lead. Mm. You you know you and you're helping them with multiple products when you help them with multiple products. Guess what? They're not going to cancel on you. When someone comes out over in their house. And they're like, hey, I got the best term ever. Well, let me call JD. Right. And make sure first because you have multiple products with them. Okay. You know, so that's why, you know, bundles, we hear bundles all the time. You know, people are are are, are um, so loyal to bundles. But when you break it down, the bundle is actually costing you more. Hmm. They're not going to discount your life insurance just because you have your car insurance and home insurance. Life right. insurance, there's actuaries that actually make the product premiums what they are there's no discount on them like mm. <laughs> i don't know if you ever got this question before um from a family member or friend hey is there any discounts on family members or like yeah, on the I've premiums or your even your clients was hey are there any discount for family you know if i get my whole family no on the <laughs> <laughs> on the premiums it's, it's set your age your health is determines what that is right okay but yeah going into the 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 um you know these conferences where people are just protecting assets, rolling assets, and that's all they do. I mean, there's a lot of of uh, and rolling assets. Give an example of that because I think that deserves a little detail. So yeah. Like so um, if, if they have a four a old four hundred one k, right, okay. and that's the, probably the the best example to use. Old four hundred one k that's at market risk. They're not contributing to it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they want to be out of the market so they don't lose because you know it goes up and down and right. it, just because it's a part of a 401k doesn't mean it's protected by your by your old employer right. it's a part of the market it's in there 100 percent. so the market corrects it goes down you lose 50 percent, whatever that percentage is right. um you know you lose that so that's the easiest one to do is okay let me show you comparison market risk no market risk let me let me show you your expense ratios that you're paying and which is a fancy word for a fee. Oh, how much are you paying in fees? Oh, I'm not paying any fees, Josh. Okay, <laughs> let, me, let me do this right here. They got fancy fees. Yeah, they got fancy fees right here that's coming out every month mm-hmm. and year versus no fees that I'm showing them. So we're doing a comparison and they'd make the decision. Yeah. And then people yeah. sometimes they'll outlive their money. Like a healthy 50 year old that may have like, you know, 12 years of retirement yeah. income. Yeah, because yeah, that's, a, that's another thing that most uh, advisors don't tell their clients let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars and you're taking out ten thousand a year well hypothetically you're going to have ten ten years years, right no one factors in their advisor's not going to factor in the taxes that come out Mm. right of that ten thousand they're not going to factor in any downturns in the next ten years every seven to ten years there's what uh correction right Right. so let's say that that in five in the fifth year right there's a correction. Well, your ten years actually cuts in half. Next year, you got you ran you you ran out of money, 
especially if you're counting on that, which most people are that are retired are counting on that, mm-hmm. they're 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 screwed, right? Right. Because that money stops. There's no way to get that back. Mm. So that's what I feel like. Okay, if I can protect that, you know, that's another way of helping people. Yeah. The more value, and I that's valuable, you know, like, and so like when I present that to clients. They choose, how can I get that out? Well, I'm going to show you right now. <laughs> and, you know, we move, we roll that asset over to a, pr- a protected one. When the market does well, you're able to participate with the S&P 500 index. And then if it doesn't, if it crashes, you stay level okay. uh, for it. So people want that guarantee. And that's what we help the, our clients with. That's good. And then for an agent, now that we're talking about the different products, this is kind of separate from the business side, but how do you protect your, your mentals, like your mentality? You're talking about death every day. When you help these, you know, these assets, we're talking about worst case scenario. Like I have family members that they lost 40, 50% of their profile. Yeah. How do you balance that mentally with different clients, different you know, experiences? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Um, well, I mean, when you talk about death all the time, well, I just accepted it. I, don't, I didn't know that it was like, at first, you're, you're, it's a sensitive subject, right, mm-hmm. when you first start. But I, I found that the, the individuals that ask the hardest questions are the top producers. Mm-hmm. And, and here's what I live by is to determine your success is determined by the value of questions that you ask throughout your lifetime. So I'll give you an example. If yeah. I'm dealing Could you repeat that again? That was yeah. Uh, yeah. So your to the level of your success yeah. is determined by the the um, the value of that question or what what is it? Uh, you kind of threw me off right there. No, that's okay. De- determine your success is are de- um, determined by the quality of questions that you ask. Okay. Make sure you edit that. <laughs> <laughs> we won't. We're uh, good. Yeah. The level of success uh, is determined by the quality of questions that you ask. So okay. I'll give you an example of that. If I'm dealing with, let's say, a five, uh, 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 old 401k that's 500000 okay. okay? If I never asked this question, and this question's made me a lot, is have you had enough information to make sense of it? Mm. Yeah. The most, the most, if they say yes, okay, let's go, boom. We're, we're start the application. Start the application, we're done okay. uh, for it. So, and that is a question, right? So, if I never ask that and I'm just kind of beating around the bush, uh, I'm not making that sale, right? So, mm-hmm. that's when you get that, I got to think about it. You got to think about it or I got to talk to someone. Then there's other objection handles like you weren't talking to the decision maker. That's mm-hmm. what you need to make a sale. You need the decision maker needs to be there, and can they afford it? Mm-hmm. Of course, if we're dealing with assets, they can af- they they can afford to continue what they're doing. In that case, mm-hmm. uh, so um, yeah, I, I, w- I would say that determines that level of success. What was that? What was the ne- the second part? The of that? the other part was how do you handle? Your, uh, your yeah, mental yeah. space of dealing with death and yeah. you know, worst case scenarios, talking yeah. to these families. So the understanding that the quality questions, right, is going to determine your level of success is um, when you first come in, yeah, you're dealing with death, you know, pe- talking about dying, right? Yeah. And uh, if you're 
scared or feel fearful of asking those questions, that's a hard question, right? Right. But if you don't ask that, we already know the outcome. What is you're not going to sell that client. Right. You're not going to make a transaction. Worst, worst of all, worst of it, it all is that family's not protected right. because you were fearful of asking that hard question. And you've even had that example, huh? Like you've had a, a family call you before? Yeah, a family called me before and said, hey, I found your, your card. My dad just died. Uh, I was mm -hmm. wondering if he has any life insurance. Don't, I didn't remember him at the time um, because it wasn't my client. And I then I remember I recalled the, that going into that house and him saying he was taken care of and he didn't need it and this you know every excuse in the book, and mm -hmm. I tried to stay there and and you know reason saying hey how are you going to do this but wasn't the case and um, you know it, it was kind of my fault I guess mm -hmm. kind of uh, took it to heart because the family was now struggling with paying for the funeral paying for the loans the house they're losing the house. Yeah. Uh, when I reasoned with that client, whatever he said, I don't remember what it was, but I reasoned with him, okay, you don't, maybe you don't need insurance. Maybe there was another question, a hard question that I was fearful of mm. that I did not ask because we have to understand that we take pride in what we do and we're the voice on the wall for the family members just like that that called me because they don't have a voice and they think their father, you know, their father is speaking for them instead mm -hmm. of them, you know, now they have to deal with the, you know, the results of that. Because yeah, now it's like seeing that perspective, you're responsible for all the beneficiaries that yeah. will or won't get this coverage. Yeah, because they're, I mean, how do you know they're not fearful of asking their parents, mm -hmm. let's say they're not in a financial, um, you know, situation where, can't, they couldn't pay for their family or their parents' funeral. Mm. You think they would ask their their family or their parents, like, hey, do you have anything in place in case you die? Because I, I can't afford it. Right. If they do, kudos to them because that's a hard question to ask your parents. Yeah. I remember I did that with my parents. My mom right away, we got her a policy. Yeah. And then with my dad, it took about three, four weeks before I even got an answer. Yeah. And it was, you know. It's a, it's a tough question. It's yeah. a lot to talk and about. And once you get used to that and understand yeah. that that's what we do, that's our profession. We talk about that. We talk about things that like, you don't talk on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Um, and once you embrace it, it's cake. Like, I don't even, I even that's a good question. I haven't even thought about that since, <laughs> since I first started, you know, right. going into a first person's house. Like, well, I'm talking about what happens if you die. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, th once you embrace it and you understand because every industry is identical to that. The doctors, yeah. let's yeah. say a doctor is fearful of asking you about, you know, uh, I don't know, STDs or something, something that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, or traveling. Or, or traveling. Yeah. Or, you know, just let's say that doctor is, you know, they have to embrace it. They have to get over it. And it's just a part of their job. They take, you know, pride in what they do in their profession. That's what we had to do. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's been it's been a long road. I mean, you've you've been an agent, you've been a top producer, top manager, top annuities. So for you, I mean, doing all this, there's a reason for it, right? Yeah. In your sense, what would you say your masterpiece is? What are you doing to create your masterpiece? Yeah. So I mean, I'm it's the, I'm I'm within the masterpiece right now, or the vision mm -hmm. is building an agency that's you know not only the top producing agency, mm -hmm. but fulfilling everyone's dream and their income goals. Because if I'm helping them, guess what? That goes along with my vision. 
right. to do. So, you know, 100 agents a year is the is the vision, is the goal, is the masterpiece. Mm. Um, do I see myself in insurance uh, my entire career? No, probably not. You know, checking in, yes, I'm always going to have... <laughs> I'm always going to have the agency that I've built because that is a legacy that I want to leave for my family. That's my mm. number one reason is how many generations will this affect when I'm gone mm. or when I'm alive, right? Depends how long I live. But right. when I'm gone, I think that is fulfilling is, okay, if Manzano Master Agency survives two or three generations, where they're fulfilling, they're getting passive income. Mm -hmm. I, I, I believe that's where I want to go with that. So 100 agents a year that I'm helping do that with the simple system, the marketing and clients that we get, mm -hmm. you know, and the process uh, and duplicating that over and over again. That's the ultimate goal uh, for that, because other things like, you know, you you uh, you, you kind of damper in is, uh, you know, real estate. Right. You know, when you're making a lot of money, you have to you have to use that you money to or put it somewhere, right? You have to put it somewhere, or Uncle Sam is going to take it from you. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, get, getting that passive income in in your investments that's another goal to hit. Yeah. And you can do that now. You don't have to have a certain amount. I'm I'm just have a goal and plan and a uh, and a uh, you know master plan yeah. uh, for that because you know it's uh, if you don't have a plan, you don't know where you're going. If you don't have directions, you're going to be lost. Mm -hmm. So we have we do this here is write everything down. If you say you're going to do something, write it down and tell someone because that holds yourself accountable. Oh, I said I was going to do this. Right. You as a man, if you say you're going to do something, you don't do it. How do you feel? Not good. Not good, right? Yeah. So even though as a woman, you say something, you're going to do that. You don't feel good if you don't do it. Something that got in the way of you accomplishing that, you need to get rid of mm -hmm. or or maybe that's more of a priority than what you said you wanted to accomplish or do right, right. Uh, for it so I think uh, yeah you know the building and then help the help my other builders our leaders build their teams because um, you know I, I've, I really strongly believe that if I help that individual get what they want I'm gonna get what I want Right. You know, in I mean, a that's good the ultimate success, right? Yeah. You help enough people, you'll reach your own goals. Elon Musk, bro. Elon Musk says, the more value you put in this world, mm -hmm. the more compensation you're going to receive. That's like a that's like a sales quote. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, for us, right? But anywhere, you know, like you might not, you might not get paid right away. Right. Let's just say it's not sales. Let's say it's, you know, internship or, you know, starting a new a new podcast is you're not going to paid some, you know, right away yeah. immediately, but you're doing the necessary steps. You're putting value into the world when eventually you look back, you know, say in a couple months or a couple of years and you get paid, <laughs> right? Cumulatively. Yeah. Cumulatively, after all the work uh, for it. So, it, it, but if you don't put in the, in the work before, yeah. you're not going to get paid in the, in the future. Okay. So to wrap everything up, I mean, going off of that, bringing value, leaving value for the people you speak to, what's like the last final thoughts, something deep, you know, to leave uh, for the, the people who are viewing this today? Yeah. Man, that's so broad question. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I would say here's what we didn't talk about is the most successful people mm -hmm. have a morning routine every That's single key, morning yeah. and i learned that from multiple 
people, Kobe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, E.T. I mean, all the all my mentors um, that were from books or podcasts, mm-hmm. um, and even a physical uh, mentor is, you know, like um, having a morning routine. It just gets you prepared for battle, yeah. for work, for games. Athletes prepare. They have a routine every single time, and that's that's something that you know I preach here. And another thing I learned from the athletic system is mm-hmm. routine. Every single game practice is a routine every single time. And what that does is prepare you for what you're going to do. Like if you don't have that routine and you're rushed and you just show up and you're not prepared, mm-hmm. you know, th- that's just setting yourself up for a disaster. So if, if you don't have a morning routine, you need to get one. Like. And what would be an example? Yeah, just, I mean, first, you got to wake up at a decent time. You know, like, don't wake up 10 minutes before you got to be somewhere, <laughs> right? You can't do a, roti- a routine in 10 minutes. Right. Um, you know, it, a portion of your routine is 10 minutes. And um, I think it's, it's, it's really important to time yourself because if you're not good at time management, mm-hmm. and that's another thing we didn't talk about, if you're not good at time management is... You got to time yourself. If you know that it takes, you know, yourself, let's just use an example in the morning. If you right. know you brush your teeth for 20 minutes, <laughs> you know, that's exaggerating. But yeah. if you go to the restroom, shower, and brush your teeth is all 20 minutes, okay, you have that block. Then what do you do afterwards and afterwards? Do you want to do, uh, you know, some growth, some self-growth in the morning, which I always recommend immediately because you're not, rec- you're not motivated every single day. Right. to go into work or to help your clients you know but you have to be you have to develop that discipline because your motivation is not going to wake you up sometimes mm-hmm. maybe you, you know if you're going on vacation or you're going to Disneyland that day you'll automatically wake up because you're so excited to do that right but your discipline is what takes over on those days that are gloomy rainy or you just don't want to get out of bed your discipline takes over because someone is counting on you whether that's yourself or your spouse or your family Mm. if you don't get out of bed you're letting yourself down and everyone else that's counting on you we talk about legacy Mm -hmm. my legacy is letting me down my family i'm letting down not my legacy is letting me down but i'm letting my legacy down Mm -hmm. i'm letting my family down you know if one eventually when i have kids they'll see that right and we talk about being an influence in the office Guess what? You're an influence around your family, your kids. They'll see that. They'll see. They'll pick up those characteristics. That habits. Those habits. But if they see dad or mom have a routine every single day, guess what? Let's let's have little routines for you too. <laughs> you know, get up at this time. Once you get up, it starts here, and you have that, and it's and that momentum. You have the momentum, and you have you're prepared for the day if you're not prepared everything you're just setting yourself up to fail even more and we deal with failing every day so why do that to yourself mm-hmm. you know and and if the professional athletes are doing it if the most successful business people are doing it why aren't you right you know like that's uh, that's a nugget that start it now like wake up a little bit earlier um, you know and start your routine and have it every day because I I haven't forgot my keys in probably <laughs> six years since I started my routine. You know, wow. like if you think about it, if you forget something, you have to go back. You don't have a routine. 
mm. like in the morning especially if you forget something um that's that and that minimizes all those errors is your routine and it's every it's day like muscle memory in muscle a way. memory yeah you know and and if you have you know a routine who, which is like you know personal growth mm-hmm. guess what you're reading in the morning you're doing yoga in the morning you're working out in the morning um and you got everything done and you feel get this here's the, here's the the cherry on the top you feel accomplished already and you haven't even got to work mm. right you right. feel like you've already done the necessary things to win the day let's say that you have a horrible day at the end of the day when you get home you're like i worked out i read i had my other routines in the morning that's mm-hmm. a win for me you know so but if you don't have that and you just have a horrible day guess what you have a horrible day and you don't have any wins so those small wins equal up to a big a bigger win and it's gonna bro it's gonna bring momentum to your life yeah because you do another thing i think you were mentioning you do a power list yeah on top of your morning routine so kind of describe that like what goes in a power list and shout out to andy fashala power he talks about power lists all the time they're no more than five lists um on goals not not goals but act not goals activities that are going to lead to you accomplishing your goals okay. so don't put on there lose weight or or uh, make a hundred thousand mm-hmm. put activities that are going to help you do those five a day and cross them out every single day mm-hmm. and if you cross all of them out guess what you put a w on it you won the day and those um, you know every day you have w's 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 those are going to lead up to your goal, guaranteed. Hmm. Because if it's a hundred thousand, what are, what activities can you put to every single day to lead you to that? Right, you like know? phone calls. Phone call. How many phone calls? How many people you need to contact? Mm-hmm. Like those type of things, activities that lead you to the those goals. Uh, for and if you do that every day, of course, once you cross that out for me, I feel accomplished when I'm like, boop. <laughs> you know, like uh, right, so, right. and. And uh, you know, if you if you start that with your routine, that's when that, that's the first thing when you get to the office. Hey, powerless, what do you got to do today? Yeah. Uh, activities, and then cross them out oh. uh, for it. So that's what I would say. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, I think I still I'm working on that. We talked about it a few yeah. times, but um, no, I appreciate that. And for people that are watching that want to get in touch with you, maybe learn or ask questions about what you're doing, how to be involved, where would they find you at? What's the best yeah, way to contact best, you? Yeah, the best, best, uh, best place to find me is uh, master or at manzano master dot agency you have all of my information on there my ig my instagram on there okay. uh how to get on my calendar a little bit about uh, our business the compensation rates the bonuses that we get <laughs> um, and yeah. even we have our our um our own term our quality term that you can qualify within seven minutes instant uh, and you could just do it online right you do you it online take seven minutes to do and you uh, get instant uh, approval and it's most competitive product on the on the market right now amazing yeah so for everybody listening protect your family protect your assets protect yourself get that morning routine um anything else you want to say no that's it man i Ma- appreciate Ma- it manzano master dot agency manzano master dot agency again this is the paint your future podcast everybody where your dreams paint your future uh tune in for the next episode appreciate y'all time thank you <laughs>